This show is brought to you by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only app you need to dominate fantasy football and become your own expert. In this app is fantasy player cards with every single fantasy viable stat, fantasy player grades, usage charts, start sit tools, who to draft tools, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, and every stat and advanced stat you need, including stats you can only find at Brodo Fantasy that are proven winning stats, including true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and true matchup ranking. All this and more is available right now for free. All you have to do is go to anywhere you download apps and type in Fantasy Football by Brodo, and you just download it and become your own expert. Dominate your fantasy leagues with the only tool you need today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy Football. What's up, everyone? Long time no see. It's part two of the week 16. I'm here. I'm back. Michael's not here anymore, but I am here with Matt. What up, Matt? What good, bro? And, you know, this is part two of the week 16 preview. Some would even say part duh. And you know who would really yeah. say part duh? Oh, yeah. The most of the special of the guests. For the first time this year, coming at you with the knowledge ready and less a little less hair, but a lot more knowledge. <laughs> it's Jason. What up, party people? What? I couldn't I couldn't miss the first part duh of the year. It, this is the first part duh of the year. You had to be here, bro. You had to. Could I also just say though, like Michael's fine. He's just at the Jets game. You're like, and Michael's not with us anymore. <laughs> you guys, always, yeah, like that was such a weird like. <laughs> you guys always say that. You guys always say the way that I say people are missing is, <laughs> like is missing. Like, Michael's not with us here. Intense words, because, man. bro. People need to know. Like, oh, Michael's not with us anymore, but Tim is feeling mighty okay about it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's just yo. Look, I you know, I am a literal guy. I'm not really a literal guy, but literally, he's not here with us. Not here. Yeah, sure. Michael is not here. He is at the Jets game, which what is going on right game? now. Uh, currently 10-3. Trevor Lawrence has rushed in a uh, a touchdown, which is not good because I'm playing against him in a semifinal. And if you're listening to this, then you are also in a semifinal, and you are also playing for your playoff life. And that's why we're coming to you with part D. We had to get two parts in here because there's two days. Sunday is Christmas Day, so the main slate this year, this week, uh, is is going to be on Saturday, which is, like I mentioned last time, uh, you know, people's wives are going to hate them. Of Christmas, right? Um, but before we get into it, I just want to ask Jason. I know how you've been. We're in contact every day, but the people don't know how you've <laughs> been. So tell me, tell tell them, and tell. Me, them through me. <laughs> how you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, brother. I can't really say that uh, much more than that. I am in fantasy related. I'm in two semifinals out of five redraft leagues. So I, I'll take a 40% semifinal rate. Um, I lost in our Brodo Dynasty League last week in the playoffs. I think I scored the second most points. 
But John Luca went and had Josh Allen and Jarek McKinnon, who put up 80 by themselves. Oof. So that wasn't fun. Um, and in real life, I'm doing good, man. I got my Christmas tree up with a lot of, with a lot of stuff under it. Life is good. And now I'm recording. Bam, bam. I mean, you couldn't really ask for anything else there, right? Except for you didn't mention that you also have the greatest older brother in the history of older brothers. But, you know, I'm just going to. Yeah, Johnny's pretty good. But yeah, Johnny is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Johnny, man. Right there. You set him up, we knock him down. <laughs> Shout out to Johnny, man. He graduated. He had his last uh, day of college today. He's officially going to be a gym teacher. Shout out to Johnny. Teaching the youth. Passionate about that that gym life, you know what I'm saying? For real though. Um, some people just give out balls and be like, Hey, don't just leave me alone. Johnny's like, Yeah, I wanna go somewhere where I wanna teach them physical education and they're gonna change their lives. I'm like, Yeah, Johnny, you go, Johnny. You go, Johnny. For real. Get maybe. it, brother. Nah, for real though. We need more people like that in the world. Um, all right, so let's get into the news though. How about, what do you say, guys? Oh, by the way, uh, before I get into the news, uh, download the app and join patreon.com slash fantasy because at the end of the show, we're also gonna have a start sits. For the patrons, for patrons, excuse me. Uh, so uh, get ready for that. Uh, what do you guys say? You want to hit a little Donny H? Donny. Of course. Of course you want to hit Donny H. Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Around the world in 30 minutes. This is Headline News. Fun fact. The reason why it sounds a little weird when he says, this is headline news, is because it's really like, this is, and then he says a company name, headline news, and then it's like, to avoid getting sued, I'm just going to cut that right out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Good yep. call. Yep. Listen, uh, just just knowing Michael, like the person that he is, the that he just likes to say dumb shit all the time, what are the odds that he's at the Jets game right now, just turned to his girlfriend, Katarina, and went, Donny H. Because <laughs> I'm like... I bet you that coincided with Donny H on the podcast. I'm not even joking. I kind of want to text Michael and be like, did you just say Donny H? <laughs> if he actually just said Donny H, like you just did some crazy wild twin shit. I'm going to ask him. Yo, if, if, if that really happened, like I'm I'm a little concerned. Like not, not concerned, but like I'm, I have a whole new respect for you. I think you're like a twin wizard. <laughs> All right. Um. That's what. Welcome back, Jason. Um, all right, so yeah, that was a very Jason. <laughs> let's get into it. We talked about some of this stuff, so I'm gonna. I'll stop and and just like get your guys' thoughts on some stuff that we didn't touch on yesterday. But if you want to hear uh, the stuff that we already touched on yesterday, then go listen to yesterday's episode, please. It was me and Michael. We did the main eleven games on Saturday, so go check that out. Definitely a uh, companion to this episode. Uh, this episode. Uh, Matt has done a deep dive into these teams. I know Jason has done a deep dive into these teams. I've done also my research into these teams. So it's really going to be a team effort, but Matt's going to be the the kind of star of the show. Um, So let's get started with the news, though. Tyler Lockett, uh, he is out officially week 16 against the Chiefs. Uh, That's obvious. He just had surgery. Uh, Ken Walker, uh, P. Carroll expects him to be active for Saturday's game against the Chiefs. That is good news uh, for Ken Walker. Peeps. It's a little... Did you did you see what happened on Yahoo today? I, I, Michael really got burnt by this, and I got to fix it because I'm the commissioner, but Yahoo accidentally said Travis Homer got cut by the Seahawks instead of Tony Jones. Instead of Tony Jones. I wonder how many people cut Travis Homer with the news that he was cut by the Seahawks. I'm sure quite a few. Yeah, Michael's one of them. 
I'm sure a lot of people did. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really bad mistake, Yahoo. Uh, but a good matchup for Ken Walker. All right, um, Corland Sutton was limited in Thursday's practice. He has a hamstring injury. He's one of those guys that I recommended last. I mean, yeah, in yesterday's episode, like, hey, this is a landmine guy. Like, go drop him right now if you have him because you want your opponent to pick him up and play him. Um, he's just in that situation, and with a soft tissue injury, it just makes the situation even worse. Uh, Brandon Cook, questionable for Houston's game against Tennessee. Um, Cooks is set to play, says Aaron Wilson on Twitter. The only problem is I don't. they don't cite who Aaron Wilson is on <laughs> Roto World. Uh, you'd think that they'd cite, like, I don't know who Aaron Wilson is. Why does that... Cooks is, he's quote, te- set to play per Aaron Wilson. I'll, I'll tell you because I follow them all. He's a Texans beat writer. All right, because, yeah, I'm like, yo, that's... I'm, definitely it's not their offensive coordinator. Writing Aaron Wilson. <laughs> right? It's not their offensive coordinator. Like, come on now. Um, yeah. Ramondre Stevenson is questionable for New England's Week 16 against the Bengals. Uh, he was questionable all week last time. Marquise Goodwin was limited. I mean, sorry, Marquise Brown was limited on Thursday's practice. Let me ask you a question, Jason, because you're facing this this dilemma. Mm-hmm. Is Hollywood Brown someone that you're considering now that Chase McSorley is a quarterback? I'm not. Uh, if you look at what Hollywood's done his last three games, he's had under eight points in each and half PPR. Look, you got to love the guy, but Trace McSorley is not someone who's going to confidently throw the ball. And last week you saw Hollywood Brown – he was not getting targets downfield. He, he They switched their offense. He was getting short targets and was still just having balls airmailed right past him. It was not pretty. He's dealing with a groin injury. I personally have Darius Slayton in over Hollywood Brown right now, and I'm not really thinking about changing that. The big news, the probably the news that will affect the most teams in the playoffs right now, Jalen Hurts will not play in the game against the Cowboys. This is what happens when you have a cushion. This team has earned the cushion. They're gonna. This is better in the long run for the Eagles, uh, but in terms of your fantasy team, this is a big blow. And right now, because of the weather, that, oh, Evan Ingram is breaking a big one. Uh, because of the weather that is going on right now uh, across the country, it's hard to count on any quarterbacks. So his... His interim quarterback, Gardner Minshew, who has had success in the past before for the Jaguars team that we're watching right now, um, he's going to play. He's got the weapons. Matt, is Gardner Minshew a streamable option for you? And if so, like, how are you are you streaming him with the expectations of like QB twelve or better? What what are you thinking? No, I can answer that right away. No, I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to finish inside of the top 12 QBs this week, but inside of the top 15, yes, and that certainly opens up, you know, possible streaming options. Um, obviously, looking at the landscape of who is available on waiver wires in week 16, even in one QB leagues, people just bogart. And obviously, situations like Jalen Hurts going down, Ryan Tannehill, all of these injuries that are piling up with quarterbacks. And as you said, teams kind of having the luxury to be able to start these high end options. Yeah, the waivers are very thin. I think Gardner Minshew is absolutely a streamable option, but I don't think it's going to finish with QB1 numbers. But kind of a Jimmy G in San Francisco's situation obviously not as nice of a system but he can basically just walk his way to 220 and two tds because of the options that surround him so uh, i mean 222 tds would be probably be a top 12 performance uh, i mean 
I did find a little Maybe. funny. Maybe. It would, it would, I, I guess it would depend on the rest of the, the the other 32 quarterbacks having like pretty low outputs. Matt said, I definitely don't see him as a top 12 quarterback, but I definitely do see him top 15. <laughs> so you're really putting your eggs in the 12 to 15 basket, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I, 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 I there's a lot of solidified top like i would have kirk cousins in the top 12 aaron Rodgers, tom brady with better matchups right and those guys are outside of the top 12 um in ecr like just to give you the idea of how the rankings shake out i don't think gardner Minshew presents as much upside as those options in a worse matchup all right let's get into uh another piece of news then since we're done with that jarvis landry on ir will end the season chris olave will not play he has a hamstring injury against the browns that's the game, the the big one, the 50 miles an hour wins and all that crazy nonsense. Yes. You probably weren't playing him anyway. He is not playing. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has officially been ruled out for week 16 against the Texans. Uh, Derrick Henry has absolutely destroyed the Texans. Are you worried at all about him because it's Malik Willis? Like He's already destroyed nope. the Texans with Malik Willis yep. under center, so you can't really say anything about it. it do you, is there any chance on earth that you're playing anyone else on the t- Titans besides Derrick Henry? Probably not, right? Um, Absolutely not. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I need to drop someone in our home league um, to pick up a kicker, and it's probably going to be Traylon Burks, and I would – be pretty happy if he got picked up and started against me. No, I mean I don't think anyone's. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> even why next even week. Him. Like, I mean, I didn't know Tannehill was going to be out all season until like yesterday. They said it. Uh, McCall Hardman unlikely to return. Traylon Burks practicing in full. Speaking of the devil, uh, T. Higgins removed from the practice report. He'll be. He's playing in full. Um, Latavius Murray did not practice on Thursday. They said that's precautionary. Well, when you give a thirty-one-year-old guy, you know, twenty touches 20 like 20 plus touches uh in a game he's gonna need a rest day chase claypool is doubtful for the week 16 game against the bills tyler huntley uh will start week 16 against the falcons did you guys know that tyler huntley is snoop huntley like is that it was that that's yes. something that's yeah, been, I knew that. yeah you guys all knew that Snoop. S-N-O-O-P yeah. huntley man. when he got drafted in our broto league i went snoop <laughs> i, no I concur yeah I just thought you were saying things. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you were mad. Yeah. <laughs> we all say dumb shit all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. when me, Michael, Jason, and, and and Johnny hang out, like dumb shit is like just 50%. Just complete utter nonsense comes out of our mouths. It just doesn't make any humanly sense. It's amazing. Um, Nick Chubb is going to play. That's big. That is big. It's, it's, a, it's a good matchup. It's the... It's the rainy, windy, feed it to Nick Chubb type of, type of situation. He's been he's been down. He's been out. Is this the week Nick Chubb bounces back, Jason? I mean, if there was ever a week, it would be the week where it's going to be a rainstorm with negative 30-degree wind chill, right? With a quarterback who hasn't really looked very good since he came back. Because you're probably going to want to ride the ground game which they haven't really done the last few weeks. And it's, it just confuses me because it's not – the Browns have won on the backs of their defense since Watson returned, not because of Deshaun Watson. So why they've decided to back off of Nick Chubb a little bit is beyond me. But people are always overthinking things in the NFL. Um, but, look, you have to throw Nick Chubb out here, out there. And he does have, like, Derrick Henry-type potential this week. 
if the weather's as bad as they say because it's just going to be a run fest over and over and over. Uh, Nico Collins did not practice on Thursday. Chris Moore did practice on Thursday. No. And Brandon Cooks <laughs> is expected to be a full participant in Thursday's practice. The answer is no, Tim. Uh, Every time someone says, oh, Nico Collins is interesting, I stop listening to that person. <laughs> Yo, Jason, Nico Just a Collins fun name to say. Jason, Nico Collins is interesting. Yo, Matt, fuck Jason. You know Jason. what's a fun name to say? Rashid Shahid. And that's my Rashid guy. Rashid Shahid is interesting. But in in those storms, bro, I don't know about that. In the storms? Yeah, I mean, his his A-dot yeah, is definitely. already like two and a half oh. yards. So, obviously, Rashid's going to see some targets. I mean, he's he's one of those uh, end-around types. That's true. So, mm-hmm. you never know. You never know. All right, let's get into this first matchup. That'll do it for the news. Let's get into this first matchup. Wait, you're really taking Michael's spot. I'm taking Michael's spot. (laughs) Only reason why I said that. (laughs) Uh, The first matchup we got is the Packers and the Dolphins. This is an interesting matchup because the the Packers have been playing better as of late. The Dolphins' defense has been beatable as of late. Um, And the Dolphins are definitely on a downturn. They haven't won in a minute. And they're still fighting for the Jets with the Jets for a playoff spot, although the Jets... Down thirteen to three is not looking good at the moment. What do you see here, uh, Matt? Let's start with uh, the Packers, if you don't mind, or you can start with the Dolphins. Really, you can start wherever you want. I'm just gonna give it to you. The floor is yours, Matt. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, let, let's do it. Let's start with the Packers. Um, well, I guess we'll first start with over under. It's forty nine and a half points. The Dolphins are four point favorites. Um, Dolphins being home favorites. I guess on the Packers the. The options that I'm most interested in, as poor as the Dolphins secondary has been this season, are still the two running backs there. Like A.J. Dillon had three consecutive RB1 performances now. Um, his The fourth total, because his first one came in week one, and then he didn't have like any production at all that was worth in your lineups. And now three top 12 performances in a row. Um, but it's also on a really limited snap share. 26 snaps last week. He had 36 rushing yards and 11 carries and two touchdowns, which was kind of obviously <laughs> what bolstered his his big finish. But Aaron Jones was also able to find the end zone. He had 126 scrimmage yards, 90 rushing, 36 receiving, 21 touches, uh, 56% of the snaps. Like I, I think Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon can form a pretty serviceable committee, but it's still the Aaron Jones show. And he's my favorite option against that Dolphins defense. Uh, pass catching is tough to shake down with the Packers you like Christian Watson sure but the targets haven't been consistent it's obviously been an incredible streak of of touchdowns and big play upside but he's still seeing less snaps and less targets than Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb works his way in 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 situations as well so Christian Watson's incredibly exciting and again uh, the Dolphins secondary isn't you know anything to write home about. So Watson has some big play upside. He, he's got some intriguing, you know, top 16, top 20 uh, upside. But I think putting all your eggs in his basket uh, in the playoffs is probably going to be a little disappointing. It's still his first season. I think people forget. And, and yeah, the Dolphins aren't great, but they're also a better than average matchup. For wide receivers specifically, uh, they allow 28 and a half points. That's ranked 18th in true matchup rank with a just slight positive points over average. So I think that it could very much be a shadow game with 
Christian Watson being a disappointing outlet for that Packers offense. Yeah, I mean, I I hope I hope Christian Watson does something. I, I hope. I have Christian Watson in our home league, and I'm excited about this game. I mean, if you look yeah, at yeah, look, well, Jason if, and I differ there. I'm definitely worried. If you look at the if you look at what Christian Watson did last week, like I feel like some people, if you're just box score watching, you might think, oh, he Romeo Dubes came back, and now Watson had a lesser Dub, role. Dubs, whatever. Uh, Dobbs. Christian Watson still. Dobbs, yeah. <laughs> we're both wrong, you prick. Yeah. Uh, he played 87% of the snaps in week 15. The weeks before that, 92, 92, 80, and 84. So he's right on pace. He had six targets. That's what he'd ha- what he's had in three of his last four games. Like, he's not a guy who's going to get a shitload of targets, but he's going to get six to eight super valuable targets because they're either going to be 30 yards down the field or they're going to try to be a yak play where he gets room and space or they're going to be in the end zone that's his role points (laughs) so I'm not fading away from this at all I think that Christian Watson has a super high ceiling and there's a lot of people I would play him over just for that ceiling because his his uh his floor is like eight points so he's not going to kill you regardless even last week he could have had a touchdown but he had a misunderstanding with Aaron Rodgers went the wrong way Rodgers was kind of a prick about it after the game but what else is new um but he's still got to look in the end zone. So I'm riding him. Yeah. I, yeah that's fair. Yeah, I, I like that. Fuck Alan Lazard. Yeah, Fuck he's Romeo done Dubs. now. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Alan Lazard yeah, has that, That's what I mean. Is like, I, I, think, I think Watson is obviously the most intriguing and the one that people want to start the most, but I still think it's going to be disparaging results. What about the Titans side besides Derrick Henry? Anyone? Or you mean the Dolphins side? The Dolphins? Excuse me, yes. <laughs> What am I? I'm looking at Michael's game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my bad. Yeah, definitely no, start I mean, Derrick I mean, Henry for the Dolphins. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, sorry. I think you're confusing well, no. Derrick Henry with AJ Dillon because Michael Flora treats AJ Dillon like he's Derrick Henry when it becomes December. <laughs> and kisses him off. It's just yeah, it's it's a lot of short yardage looks for AJ Dillon. No, I mean on the Dolphins side, man, I I think again the Packers defense is definitely the best part of that team in general. Twenty um, eighth. True matchup ranked to quarterbacks, 28th true matchup ranked to wide receivers. So a perceivable analytic downgrade for Tua and the receiving core, their duo of deep threats and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. But you how like how much can you really downgrade a top 12 quarterback in points per game and two top 12 wide receivers? Like you you can't. Uh yeah, you can take it with a grain of salt, knowing that obviously the Packers secondary and their defense in general have been you know, quite good. They only allow 185 passing yards per game. That's second in the NFL. Um, But it's also Mike McDaniel and it's also the Dolphins and it's also in Miami. So we don't have to worry about the weather here either. And like last week was kind of not a great game for the Dolphins in general, like uh, kind of, you know, to go what Jason said, if you're just box score watching, yeah, it looked pretty decent, but like not a great game for that offense. It took them a long time to get things rolling. And every single, you know, member of the passing offense that I just mentioned was still a very serviceable option. Um, And uh, then to go to the running side, Raheem Mostert is Raheem must start without Jeff Wilson Ew. in the lineup. And the Packers, the Packers yeah, defense, as good as their secondary has been, they're not very good against the run. They allow 148.9 rushing yards per game. That's 29th in the NFL. So a bottom three rushing defense. And Mostert's been 
working it without Jeff Wilson in the lineup. Last week, he played a season-high snap percentage, season-high rushing share, and season-high 136 rushing yards. Now, Salvin Ahmed also made a little surprise appearance finding his way into the end zone. He had six rushing attempts, 43 yards, which is 7.2 yards per carry. Actually, super efficient because there weren't many big runs. Like, he was just consistent chunk gains. I think his biggest, Ahmed's biggest run of the night was 10 yards. Um, but, yeah, like, kind of, you know that Mike McDaniel is going to use two running backs. My point to bring up Ahmed is, like, you don't have to worry about Raheem Mostert's opportunity share if Jeff Wilson isn't in the lineup. Yeah, I think he's a very good play. There's there's no doubt about that. I think, I think he's an extremely good play. I'll add one thing before we move on from this game. I don't love Aaron Rodgers as a streamer. I feel like he's getting a lot of love. See, I do. I have him in my top 12. He's getting a lot of love because of his name. When his name has led to one top 10 quarterback finish all year. And we're talking about how Mike LaFleur loves A.J. Dillon when it gets cold. I know it's when it hits December and I know they're in Miami. But listen, Florida might hit 30 degrees this weekend. So it's not really warm there either. I mean, and, it's minus three in New Orleans. So and yeah, if AJ oh, Dillon, I'm Canadian. Yeah. If A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones going to be pounding it in near the end zone, Christian Watson's always a threat to get a end around to the house. He's already done that once. Like Aaron Rodgers just hasn't had blow up games this year, and sure the the matchup is here, but if you're banking on a guy in your semifinals to have his second top ten game of the year, good luck. I think there are better options out there. It's a good matchup though. I don't know, man. I I really like Rodgers as a as a streamer. Like I would let's put it this way: I would definitely start him over Gardner Minshew, which was kind of what what I was alluding to before. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, what about the, the wide receivers? Not, and not even I mean, you uh, have worth to a start mention. Them. All right. Yeah, there's no, that's what I mean. Them. There wasn't even a question. You have to start Hill and Waddle. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Mike McDaniel yeah. said he wishes that he got the ball to Mike Gusecki more. So interesting little tidbit there. Uh, all right, let's go into yeah, the second game. late for that. Yeah. Let's go into the second game. The Broncos at the Rams on paper, extremely ugly. Matt, how are you feeling mm-hmm. about this? I'm not feeling great. It's got the lowest over under of the week, 36 and a half points. The Broncos are three point favorites, obviously, because the at least they have a like Russell Wilson will come back <laughs> and start. Whereas, yeah, the Rams quarterback situation, we all know that Matthew Stafford is done for the season. I mean, look, the Broncos did win last week, but it was without Russell Wilson. He's lost seven of his last eight starts before he was placed under concussion protocol last week. And ironically, that's when the Broncos snapped their losing streak. Brett Ripien came in, had a pretty good game, but the Broncos relied heavily, and we were kind of mentioned it in the news, on Latavius Murray. Uh, season high, 130 yards, 24 rushing attempts, one touchdown, led the Broncos backfield with 64% of the snaps. Marlon Mack also found the end zone, 37 rushing yards, one touchdown, five carries, 20 snaps, which was 29%. So obviously more so just a change of pace option with Marlon Mack. And I don't even know that he's got the pace in him anymore. Yeah, it's been exciting to see him come back and kind of two touchdowns in the last two weeks, kind of have a little bit of a late season resurgence and, and have some flex appeal in your lineups. But Marlon Mack is by no means somebody that I'm trusting regardless of the matchup. And it's not like it's a good one by any means. Um, Jerry Judy, we said Cortland Sutton coming back, but Jerry Judy I do think is somebody that I feel pretty confident with. They've been feeding the kid targets a lot more consistently. I guess it's only a three-game sample size, but a lot more consistently since he's been back. And he looks really good, obviously, with those opportunities. Broncos defense, man. They are 
for all of the perils that that team has, they are one of the best defenses in the NFL, period, bar none. 326 total yards allowed, that's fifth. 194 passing yards allowed, that's fifth. 114 rushing yards allowed, that's 12th. 18.1 points per game allowed, that's third. Like, the Rams have Baker Mayfield under center, and I guess I'll just transition right into it. <laughs> yeah, onto the Rams. Baker Mayfield took over that leading role in week 14. He had the obviously the flashed his gutsy heroic that kind of made him the Baker Mayfield that everybody loved and and thought was going to be the superstar that he showed in his rookie season. Led the Rams back from a 14-point deficit, less than five minutes on the clock in the fourth quarter. Looked great, awesome. Week 15 was not as kind. 12 for 21, 111 yards, one touchdown, one interception, lost to the Packers. And obviously we were just talking about the Packers defense. Yeah, tough matchup, but the Broncos are way better. Like, and a way tougher matchup. I don't know if you can trust anybody on the Rams like whatsoever. Maybe Cam Akers just based on volume. And if they're going to score a touchdown, I bet you it's off of his back somehow, but that's it. I don't really want to start anybody on either side in this matchup. Jerry Judy with the most upside of anybody. Uh, I guess Latavius Murray yet yeah, with the most upside rather of, of anybody um, on the offense and Jerry Judy, the only pass catcher on either side of the football that I'm willing to start. You probably get to kick it to me first to just summarize what Matt said. Uh, fuck this game. Yeah. It's an ugly one. There's a lot of ugly games out there this weekend. Latavius Murray was one of the only interesting people. He's on the injury report now. And then yeah. Jerry Judy's looked good, but now Corlin Sutton's coming back. Like, legitimately, there's a stronger case to start no one in this game than to start one single person. Denver yeah, D all day. I completely agree, man. Like, even just making my notes, it was just like, yeah, okay, cool. And, I'm like, exactly, defensive-wise as well on, on the Rams side, all of those injuries, they are still a negative matchup in every category. Yep. Oh, the baby. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you guys. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a terrible one. Uh, I we, I apologize that you guys all have to watch this. That was a terrible Yeah, you forced this one on me. I apologize that like, right, Jets fans have to watch Zach Wilson. <laughs> that was a terrible This motherfucker throw. sucks, Tim. Get it through your head. I mean, that in, throw in particular was horrible. Um, let's get to the next game. This one. <laughs> you saw that? They just cut to someone on the screen saying, he fucking sucks. <laughs> I feel you, man. <laughs> saying the same thing. Um, let's get into our, our last one. I mean, our second to last one. The Bucks at the Cardinals. This one's an interesting game. Matt, why don't you start with the Bucks? And then we'll go to the Cardinals because I feel like there's going to be some players on this on these teams that are worth playing. Yeah, and I mean that's probably the only offense um, in this matchup that you're really confident in. Yep. Over under is forty and a half. The Bucks are seven and a half point favorites. This is an absolute statement game for them. Uh, the NFC South is a train wreck of dysfunctional teams with losing records. Somebody's going to make the playoffs because somebody has to win that division. The Saints are just a game back. The Falcons are just a game back. The Panthers are two games like, and none of them have winning records. So the Buccaneers are quite literally in a must-win situation. The most interesting issuance of opportunities, I guess, you can look at is Rashad White and Leonard Fournette. It's pretty clear that they don't quite trust Rashad to take on a leading role. Leonard's continuously a thorn in his side, although, you know, Rashad does look quite talented and, and can catch all of the passes that can, Lenny can catch. And obviously they're favoring him in the run game as, you know, five consecutive games with more rushing attempts than Fournette, but 
it hasn't really turned into much because he's not a between the tackles thumper. Like he's not a Deontay Foreman. Rashad White is very much an open space runner and he likes to, you know, make people miss in the open field. He doesn't have the greatest contact balance, but he's a phenomenal receiver prospect profile. But yeah, like I, I like Rashad in this matchup because obviously the Cardinals defense is what it is. Um, absolutely horrendous when it comes to stopping the run. I like the pass catchers as well, but really volatile with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, obviously a lot more consistent. You can trust his target share. He's going to lead the team in targets and he's going to put up decent numbers. If he keeps finding the end zone, the way that he does wide receiver one upside and a Cardinal secondary, that's pretty good, but not as good as those receivers are together. Um, Last week, Godwin, eight receptions, 83 yards, one touchdown. Evans, 83 yards as well, five receptions, no touchdowns. Funnily enough, Russell Gage led the Buccaneers with 12 targets last week. I said Godwin was going to lead that. Well, they they both saw 10, Evans and Godwin did. But Gage had 11, 62% snap share, though. Eight passes, 59 yards, two touchdowns. All of his production is tied into finding the end zone twice. He's not going to do that again. I have a bad feeling about this game. I think yeah, I have a like I think I have a pretty bad feeling about it. Yeah, I think it's obvious the Cardinals are a team you don't want to be around. Like DeAndre Hopkins is pretty quarterback proof. Um and like if anyone's going to kill it it's him. And then James Conner is has been playing well. But like you don't expect the Cardinals to score a lot of points and the Buccaneers team as a whole has not looked very good. The only thing going for them right now is their defense. But the only time their offense has looked good is when the defense has given up a lot of points and Tom Brady has to make a miraculous comeback with five minutes left down 13. That was a, a very apt description of Buccaneers games. <laughs> but that's the yeah. thing. The, Facts. the Cardinals are not going to be beating the Bucs by 13 in the fourth quarter. And then, so well, you expect... So, let, let, so you'll expect... I was the, just going to say, let, yeah. <laughs> You guys That's got this. It. This is what happens when Jason takes 16 weeks off. <laughs> I know, I know. We're, we're not in rhythm. We're not in rhythm. It's all right. So, I mean, but you you expect the Bucks to then have a positive game script. Who's going to get the handoff? It's going to be Fournette. It's going to be Rashad White. Is Tom Brady going to sneak it in from the one? Is Kate Otten going to get a play-action touchdown catch? Like, I honestly feel like this no. is going to be a game that ends 13-3, to and nobody's going to be happy with any player. I wonder, this game and the last game, the one we just discussed, um, Denver Rams, that one a little more intriguing. I forgot to mention this. But I wonder what the no-touchdown scorer odds are. Because I think there's a legit chance that these games have no-touchdown scorers. I'm being a little hard on the Bucks right now. I expect them to score. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't expect I them do to score well. a lot. I do as well. Well, let's let's go into that then. Like it's you're expecting. So the Cardinals defense, they're 26.6 points per game allowed. That's the worst in the NFL. Yeah, but the that thing is, is when you have Trace McSorley and James Conner, the Cardinals game plan is going to be let's kill some clock. Yeah, they're going to run it a lot. And sure. It's, it's like, not like, I actually like James Conner like, in this game. I mean, they, that doesn't stop the bucket. All the Buccaneers need is one possession like one possession will lead to a touchdown because that offense allows 26 point or that defense allows 26.6 points per game. Yeah, I feel you, but I just think game script and 
the way that these two teams have played this year, I'd be very surprised if the Bucks met that average of 26 points a game. All right, let's get into uh, the next game, unless you guys want to continue going with this one. Nah. I'm going to take that as a no. Cardinals are in a rough spot. <laughs> All right, let's get into a game that looked like a better game last year, and, and uh, let's call this game the Phillip Rivers Bowl. Uh, car- uh, Chargers at Colts. This is the Monday night game. We got to watch these freaking Colts. We got to watch Nick Foles, uh, Matt Ryan benched again. What a shocker! Uh, Matt Ryan sucks. All right, so how are we feeling here? Last week, um, Austin Eckler had a pretty good game, but not a great game. You were expecting. You were expecting. If you went out and traded for Justin Herbert because you saw his playoff schedule and his matchup, you got burned last week. I was one of those people who got burned. So, how are you feeling about the Chargers in this matchup? And then, with the Colts, now that there's no Jonathan Taylor and there's a split backfield and a new quarterback, is there even a single Colt that you could play? That's a good question. I don't know. These games... (laughs) I mean, yes. Yes, there is. Michael Pittman, obviously, based on volume alone, I think... He has the most upside of any player on that offense, and that is quarterback included uh, with Nick Foles. I don't trust either one of the running backs. Uh, let me just get right into it then. I, I don't trust either one of those running backs, man. So I agree. last week, last week Zach Moss took over for Jonathan Taylor. He played a essentially career high in snaps and got a career high in carries. Twenty four carries Zach Moss had, but man, it's just. 81 rushing yards, despite literally the most opportunities he's ever seen in an NFL game. Deion Jackson caught the only touchdown pass that the Colts had last week, and it was one yard, one target, one reception, one score. He played 32% of the offensive snaps, but I think those usage splits are incredibly indicative of the fact that they were up 33 nothing at the half and were completely competent with allowing Zach Moss to take three yards per carry and punt because it took two and a half minutes off the clock. I don't think that that opportunity share is going to continue that way when they're actually in a quote unquote competitive game the whole time. Uh, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, This game is, yeah, go ahead. This game, I just, the one thing I wanted to say is no, to Zach Moss and Deion Jackson. Like, unless you're yeah. desperate, you really need someone. Jonathan Taylor himself has been a top 12 running back three times all year. The number one overall pick. And now people are going to act like you have to start these scrub asses that are stuck behind him who have never been good in their lives. Please, with Zach Moss. Come on, man. Zach Moss is the new Marlon Mack. Like, this guy goes somewhere and people think he's going to be relevant. These motherfuckers suck. So don't play bad players. Deion Jackson at least catches passes. As Matt said, Zach Moss isn't going to get 20 carries again. And if he does... No, I don't think so at all. He's not going to do anything with them because he's Zach Moss. So if you want the upside of eight standard points on 20 carries, 20 fucking two rushes for 80 yards, fine. There's no way he gets 20 rushes. Exactly. 24. It's not going to happen. I will it's bet not gonna my happen again. left toe. One of the, Zach Moss had one of the highest rushing market shares of the NFL in week 15. 
Like, it, it, he, that's not going to happen again. It's never happened once before in his career. And I don't think it will ever happen. Like, the Colts are never going to be up 33 nothing at half again with zero offensive touchdowns. <laughs> if Zach Moss gets that many touches, I will shave my testicles live on YouTube <laughs> for everyone to Please see. Please don't. That All game right. also shows well, you Well, now I kind of just hope he does. So I, can't. I mean, I have... Yo, I, <laughs> I'm rooting for Zach Moss. I now. have... I have that motherfucker's nice. <laughs> Yo, my testicles, I must tell you, like, they're they're pretty. I got pretty balls. All right, man. All right? I got good-looking balls. Not the, not the time for you. ever seen that Dave Chappelle sketch? All right, well, oh, of course <laughs> I have. Smooth as eggs. Yes. <laughs> Bro, that, that special from San Francisco is probably my favorite stand-up of all time. Another another very uh, negative force in my life when I was a kid, probably. All right. Um, Start your chargers. Yeah, I mean, you got to you at least got to get into the the Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, even Gerald Everett, consistent, unexciting, but always top twelve because that ceiling to meet top twelve is essentially nothing. They all have great matchups. Um, the Colts' best defensive aspect um, in points per game and in true matchup rank is wide receivers, but it's still a positive. And it is ranked nineteenth, but they are point zero four percent positive points over average they are not negative points over average in anything uh ninth to passing qb 10th to rushing qb sixth to running backs overall fourth to running back receiving like yeah the the colts defense are like good sure they're nfl good but they're not fantasy good so yeah start all of your chargers options all right is that it are we done I mean, that's all I got. That, that that was the most exciting game that you gave me. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you what. The NFL did not give a good Christmas present to its fans. Good, man. Schedule. Good. Dude, I don't think they realized what they were setting up, though. Like, when you look at the matchups on paper, like, you would think that, like, oh, Rams and, you know, that would be a good game. Okay, yeah. oh, Chargers, Colts, that might be a decent game. Like, Colts could be in a spot for the a- a- AFC South at that point. Like, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady on Christmas. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who would have uh, guessed that Broncos Ryan Rams, Snyder's I'd be on the mic saying, bet no touchdown score. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a great game that is when you look at it. Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. Like, yeah. When they made the schedule, I think they had it right. I'm going to see if that to line is up extent. yet. It wasn't up earlier today. All right. We got the start state questions from the patrons. You guys ready? Give me one second, bro. I want to check this line. And then there's also games on New Year's, too. Yeah. This isn't a good year for the NFL. The next two Sundays are Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Once every seven years, it doesn't really work out well for the NFL. Mm. Yeah, there's no lineup yet. I think they'll do all right. I'll hit up the patrons when the Broncos and Rams drop their no-touchdown score line because I'm going to bet on it. All right, let's get into... Jason loves donating to FanDuel. Let's put it oh, out I there. do. If I'm not betting $3 on a $1 million payout, I'm not betting, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who has time for $10 on over-under, man? <laughs> it's, because, it's because Jason hit a crazy parlay like when yeah. he first got it, and now he's addicted. He's no, I had beginner's high. luck. I won like $1,500. I took it out. I went to Columbia for free. Had a great time with my friends, and I haven't won anything since. <laughs> But I'm I'm up still. You're up in life. Up in life, baby. All right, let's get into these questions, though, for real, so our, our, our patrons can get up. Slater says, Pat Fryermuth or Dallas Goddard? Goddard. Whew. Goddard, baby. Even off the injury, you're not scared? 
even with Minshew. The but, only the only person that Gardner Minshew has shown a connection with on that offense that we can revert back to is is Dallas Goddard. So, and we always like say it. backup quarterbacks like their tight end. Tight ends, they're man. a safety net. They're bad quarterbacks. They, they're, they're not checking there. down to Miles Sanders, that's for sure. Yeah, and Pat Fryermuth, honestly, I liked it better for him when Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback. Trubisky came into the game, Pickett got hurt, threw a touchdown to Fryermuth. Michael mentioned that last game was an outlier because Zach Gentry played a lot because they were killing the clock. So that doesn't really help my whole Trubisky's better for Fryermuth argument. But overall, he has been. Pickett doesn't really throw – like. Frymuth, I think, has one touchdown this year with Pickett under center. Pickett doesn't really throw touchdowns. He hasn't had a very good rookie season. <laughs> Period. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what receiver yeah. you're talking does, about. Does Deontay Johnson have a t- I don't think Deontay Johnson has a touchdown, so I'm not. DJ has no touchdowns yeah. this season. So on the season. Going Jesus. On the season. There's zero touchdowns. Imagine yeah. being an NFL player I mean, and not Pickett touching Pickett has more interceptions zone. than touchdowns, man. Imagine being Deontay Johnson right now, and you know you haven't scored a touchdown all year. Yeah. Oh, that must be a terrible Fucking Marcus player. Jones, the cornerback, has a rushing touchdown, and this guy doesn't have a touchdown. Mark B. Cool says, are you starting Monty this week, or should I start Godwin in standard? Godwin or Goodwin? Probably Goodwin. Godwin. It's, it's Godwin over Godwin. Monty, so I think the question is Goodwin. Uh, actually, yeah, Marquis standard, Goodwin, are you sure about that? I, I mean, I'd go Godwin over Monty in standard. Yeah, Herbert's going to come back Monty's had, like, over... And Justin Fields Monty's said had... he's trying to beat the... Uh, NFL rushing record for quarterbacks. Like, I think the Bears are going to make it a point to try to run Justin Fields and not David Montgomery. <laughs> Godwin, Monty, Goodwin that is my order. Yeah. Just in case. Goodwin is a legit game time decision, too, it seems at this point. He's dealing with two different injuries. Uh, start to PPR David Montgomery, Ezekiel Elliott, Ken Walker, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. It's one. Two. Yeah. That's one. I mean, Start Swift two. and probably Zeke. I'm leaning those Can you two really bench Zeke at this point, man? Like, honestly? No. Yeah, I'm leaning Zeke yeah, and, and Swift. I'm scared of Kenneth Walker. You can't bench Zeke at this point, man. All right, next question. Pick one half PPR. Darius Slayton, Traylon Burks, Latavius Murray, Leonard Fournette, Hollywood Brown. Mm. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I already see the smirk on your face. Uh, a little behind the scenes. I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna. Before I mean, the, just so you guys know, it's my we, dilemma. This is Jason's question that he asked before he knew he was gonna be on the podcast. No, tonight. I asked it because I thought you motherfuckers were gonna do it on the Wednesday pod, and oh. I wanted Michael's opinion. Oh. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was supposed to be a dig at Tim, not you, because you weren't on the Wednesday pod. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I take everything so personal. Um, I don't know. I like Murray. Right now I have Slayton in. He has a good matchup against Minnesota, and I feel like he's due. He has a safe floor, too. He's been putting up like eight a, point, eight a, eight a game. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I, like, I, I think it's between yeah Murray and Slayton. Yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing about Latavius. He has an eight-point floor as well right now. Yeah, he does. Zay Jones. Well, this is, uh, this is one that's going on right now. Um, Zay Jones is probably not the answer based on the first half. Mostert or Dylan says Kai. Mostert, <sighs> definitely Mostert. I I do say Mostert because he's been very good, and like Matt said, he has been Raheem must must start for most of his time in Miami. But I really do like Dylan this week, man. 
Once See, that once that calendar hits December, Michael Floyd decides AJ Dillon is going to come alive. Yeah, Dillon has Dillon killed me last week. Killed me. Um, CPAT or Miles Sanders? I'm going Sanders. Sanders. I yeah. expect I expect the Eagles yeah. to run it a little bit more with Minshew under center. I mean, at Bad. the end of last season, Nick Sirianni turned the Eagles into a running team. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that game. Every time Miles it. Sanders actually gets volume, he is just a yeah. monster. Uh, this is an interesting question. Hollywood, Ayuk, or Watson? I think you can get rid of Hollywood there, so it's Ayuk or Watson, full PPR. Christian, Watson, yes. Ah, it's a tough one, man. It's a really good matchup. Really yeah. Good matchup for Ayuk. It's a good matchup I'm for the Ayuk too, through through. I think it might be Watson yeah, just I'd... to play the ceiling. I lean Watson Dude, a little bit. Christian Watson is a 6'4", like 430 player. Like this motherfucker is mad big. He's mad fast. He's mad strong. This guy's a specimen. Give me Christian Watson. Yo, Zach Wilson. So was Nikhil Harry. Zach Wilson. No, yo, you know what? Nikhil Harry, (laughs) I hate it out of college. I called that guy a a bust. The clear 101. You know what? When I saw him in college, man, like he has all the intangibles, but I was just like, he's above average at everything. He's not like excellent at anything. It's also the pack. And when he moves up to the NFL, I just don't see it translating, and it didn't. So shout out me. (laughs) Jay, analysis by Jason, the only Jason can give you. Um, <laughs> Christian and, Watson's better than a kill Harry, man. Andy Dalton nah, or Russell Wilson? Ooh. I don't think there's any way you can start uh, Andy Dalton in a blizzard. Yeah, like, but that is a terrible pick. Why are those I, my Saints fan peaked, and I was like, uh, yeah, stream. But Russell Wilson in that situation, I mean, before the concussion was legitimately his best game of the 2022 season. Uh, he was cooking. No pun intended. All right, start one. This one's going to get ugly. Full PPR. Jeff Wilson, Curtis Samuel, James Cook, Chuba Hubbard, Deion Jackson. You got to repeat that, man. Jeff Wilson, Curtis Samuel, James Cook, Chuba Hubbard, Deion Jackson. Start Curtis one. Izzy. Curtis of one. I mean, start one. Curtis Samuel. I think it's Chuba. No, Deion Jackson. I'm going to say Deion Jackson. I think Deion Jackson. Right. I shit on those guys, but Deion Jackson honestly has to catch three passes out of the backfield to probably outscore all of them. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Um, Kenny McDuff says, uh, Dawson not... Oh, well, these are Thursday uh, questions. There's a bunch of Thursday questions in here. That I think we missed... We should have we should have answered some yesterday. Uh, Alexander, <laughs> well, I mean, we should. Yeah, the patrons and I thought you were going to answer this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was, I don't know, miscommunication. Uh, yeah, miscommunication. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll answer all your questions. You know that. Um, Alexander the Great says Jamal Williams or Tyler Boyd. Half point PPR. Jamal. Jamal. I was go- I was shitting on Tyler Boyd yesterday, but I think I think. Jamal Williams' role has just shrunk so much. And what's Tyler Boyd's role? I texted Tim and Michael I mean, today. you know what? Jamal low-key, well, I mean, not low-key. This happened. Um, but surprisingly, unsuspectingly, I don't know what the right adjective were. He played less snaps than Justin Jackson last week. Yeah, but you never know. That could just flip again this week. Yeah, but yeah, but that I, I don't want to take a chance in the playoffs on you never know. Yeah, but what does Tyler Boyd do? You never know. I texted Michael and Tim today. Catches I was like, I'm very surprised. <laughs> Three for 50. You guys took Touchdown your stances. Upside, I don't know. 
On, yeah. Like, I expected Tyler Boyd to be someone that Tim says to start, and Michael's like, you're stupid. Why? It's the other way around. Why? Just because of the way you guys play. What What does that mean? I feel like you're more of a, you know what, this guy <laughs> scores eight every week. He's a safe play Jason type of guy shade. that Michael is. Do you know what's funny? You say that, and Johnny earlier, I was talking to him, and he's just like, yo, man, I feel like you just take too many chances in fantasy, and that's why you never... Fuck fuck all you guys. You, you were know? starting Alan Lazard all year. That He's basically Tyler Boyd. Yo, I was starting him as my wide receiver three, and Alan Lazard is just way saying. better than Tyler Boyd this year. Way better. Stop yourself. Dude, stop it. All right. I wasn't... Um, stop it. <laughs> uh, Zach Moss, Brian Robinson, or Tyler Algier? Jesus fucking I'll tell you what, man. Algier. I, I kind of like Algier in this matchup, but I'm going to go with Brian. Yeah, Robinson. it's Algier. I really? I'm, I'm taking the shot on Algier. I'm hoping the Falcons ride yeah. the rookies again. I, One of my coworkers, I advised him Algier over Jamal Williams today, and I think I'm. Um, that's a good. I think that's the yeah. right choice. And, uh, and then finally, Tampa Bay or Denver defense? Oh, I love these ones. Denver. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to also go with Denver. Absolutely. Tampa. Wolford. Yeah. No, it's Denver. Denver. Definitely Denver. Uh, I mean, Trace McSorley. You know what? Denver's defense is kind of like, like when I like to do these matchups, Denver's defense is already a top 10 defense in fantasy scoring. Can you guarantee a turnover from the Rams? I think yes. But you can 100%. If I was going to bet on anything this week, it's that Trace McSorley throws an interception. Mm. Talk about fun names. Dude, the kid had 12 pass attempts and threw two interceptions. All right. You guys ready? It's time. We're going to recap these. This the Unlimited League. Uh, right now, the two guys playing for the championship next week. So when you get to the championship, there's it's a two-week championship. So not, uh, not, it, not it. So it's this week and next week combined two week aggregate two week yeah and then you have to not only is that two week aggregate you have to score more points than the other leagues team it's whoever scores the most points combined in both leagues wins um we got hurts alerts versus tua b or not tua b all right jason you ready matt you ready yep. on one side the hurts alert side the number one seed Terry McLaurin, Travis Kelsey, Brian Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Jerry Judy, Dalvin Cook, Joe Burrow, Jared Goff. Bomb squad. No wonder he's in first. <laughs> yes, bomb squad. Um, the second seed, Tua Bia Tudanazavi, Okwankwo, uh, Jacoby Myers, Dawson Knox, Tony Pollard, Christian Kirk, Mike Williams. Two attack of Viola, Daniel Jones. Listen, anything can happen, but it's a one sided, my guys. Yeah, uh, Hearts <laughs> Alerts yeah. is the favorite. Any now. given Sunday, boys. Any given Sunday. Hey, he was the he was the guy. Matt, why don't you take us through the slightly balding division? Oh, I'm pulling it up. All right, all right, all right. Give me a moment. Um, actually, I mean, first all, I'll preface by saying I did not finish strong <laughs> not only did i get eliminated from the playoffs in the first round but i've been the bottom scorer <laughs> since then so yeah not so good uh defense wins championships but when teams actually start scoring points against you things go awry pretty quickly so now we gotta go we gotta go check if in the in the what we call the brodo unlimited slightly 
balding division, even though Mike is fully balding. The slightly at, delusional at division. <laughs> we've got a. Uh, it's a good one. <laughs> we've got Team Thank Zeke versus Eagle Twenty Eighty. The projections favor the Eagle side. Derek Henry, or oh, sorry, Isaiah Pacheco, Terry McLaurin, Travis Kelsey. Ramondre Stevenson, who's questionable. Saquon Barkley. Zay Jones in the lineup tonight with a double zeros in the third. Oof, that hurts. Patrick Mahomes. Sam Darnold. And then on Zeke's side, Derrick Henry, A.J. Dillon, Nuke Hopkins, David Montgomery, Michael Pittman, Richie James, Gardner Minshew, Mac Jones. Man, that that team's... That team's getting a nice boost from some guys this week. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I like the first team better, but we've been saying all day that Derrick Henry could put up 40 and Mike LaFleur treats A.J. Dillon like he's Derrick Henry in December. So I'm going to go with that side. Just I agree. The team of the narrative. And because and I mean, the, the, adding Gardner Minshew off waivers this, this week was f- phenomenally important in a, in a super flex. That was a ridiculously yeah. important move. What do you think, man? The sleeper percentages have it at 61% to 39%. And little shout out, this is the number one and number two seed overall have made it to the finals. So both leagues, the number one and number two seed made it to the finals. Oh, wow. On, uh, man, that's how, that is how even and like grand of escape the unlimited league is. Yeah, for nice. sure. All right. Grand uh, of a scope. That's Wednesday? it for us. Two, Before we finish, two episodes I have in two to say days. One thing. Yeah, go ahead. Tim, congratulations on a very good season in our home league. You finished with the second most points. You made the playoffs. It was a job well done. You had a very good year. Good job scoring seventy points in the playoffs. Yeah, I, <laughs> we went over that. <laughs> we went over that last last. I know, but I'm on the mic now. <laughs> I meant everything I said. It was a good year, man. You did well. You scored seventy. <laughs> Bro, Evan Ingram's about to double you up. This guy's going to put up 70 tonight on my My <laughs> lowest score on the year was like 102 before before this. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Uh, I'm still I'm still in mourning. I'm still in mourning. Matt work they find me. You can find me at psychwardff. Jason at brodoff Jason. At brodoff Mike at brodoff Casanova at brodoff Tim at brodoff fantasy at ff by brodo. Jason, it was a nice podcast issue again, bro. It was. It was fun. It was yeah, it was excellent. Good to be here. All right, so since that is the case, your favorite Christmas, if, could the, your favorite part of Christmas dinner? Uh, what 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 is a Christmas dinner? 